podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. The tenth time they've made it! They've won a playoff campaign! And they've done it at Wembley! And for the first time in 74 years, Brentford will play in the top flight of English football! And he puts it in! Sergi Carrick has scored the first goal of the Premier League season! Hello and welcome back to the Elam Road podcast, a Brentford podcast for Brentford fans by Brentford fans. On this week's episode, we'll look back at the game against Bournemouth on Saturday night and look forward to the game against Leeds this weekend. Today, we are a little light on personnel. Uh, Tias and Will were unable to get out of work commitments, so it would just be myself and Clayton on today's podcast. Clayton, back in the studio, back in person. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, thank you. Uh, dreaming of Europe, as always. <laughs> How are you? You all right? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Uh, bogged down in exam revision. But uh, like I said, we're going to talk about Bournemouth, uh, Leeds as well. We did, did just want to do a little section at the start about West Ham um, in the Cup. Obviously, we lost 1-0, side Ben Rama getting the goal. Um, you mentioned it before we started. Is, has FA Cup games, especially the new stadium, lost a little bit of allure? Yeah, I think maybe just Cup games in general. I don't know. It's definitely a kind of like thoughts... Of kind of our group of mates that we go with, yeah. I think out of the about fourteen of us that kind of go to games normally, I was probably four or five of that West Ham game. I think people kind of given up on the cup games. I don't at home. If it had been away, we'd been very yeah. keen, especially if it was a nice northern club up League yeah. Two or something. That'd have been good Port fun. Vale, Port Vale last but year. I don't know. There's something <laughs> about those cup games at home. It's not necessarily a bad thing. It's a good way of getting kind of new fans into the ground and introduce them to Brentford. But it can be a bit painful as a a long time supporter to be there and it play I mean I remember at the Gillingham game one I was surrounded by Gillingham fans because I was near their way end um, which was bad and then the people that were supposedly Brentford fans basically didn't know anything about the team and it was just a bit painful but like I said there's, there's a silver lining it's just good to get people in but yeah I'd be interested to know what people think of that yeah especially because I mean I know you said we're all looking forward to the European tour but I think a good season this season would be another mid-table finish. Whether we can go higher or not, that remains to be seen. But a cup run would have been nice, regardless. Um, and like you say, it would have been would have been good to go to another Port Vale away. That was a great, great away day last season. Um, we'll move on to the Bournemouth game then. Not the most amazing game of football I've ever seen, <laughs> especially that first half. Uh, but we got the three points, and I think that's probably just what mattered in the end. The performance wasn't that important, I thought. Yeah, that that was really bad. I am. I, um... I think we played down to the level of teams that are worse than us. <laughs> so I think when they've come out and they're clearly playing for a, a point from the start and they're wasting time and going down every five minutes and not really playing football, just mm. hoofing out to a big Welsh man. Um, <laughs> he's got a bit though, Keith Moore, you know. <laughs> no, he's rubbish. He's absolutely shite. Yeah, he should be playing in League One. Like, the fact that he's in the Premier like, they should get relegated just for the fact they start him up front. He's so shit. <laughs> Um, I think he's got a good touch. But yeah, I think we kind of play, <laughs> played down. We were speaking about it during the game. I think we played down a bit to those kind of teams. I think we play our best football when we play against mm. the better teams because we're kind of forced to. Um, I think we were kind of a bit stunned. Like, oh, we're actually meant to have some of the ball here. Yeah. Not um, That's normally something we've been used to, maybe not as much as the Premier League. And um, I think I saw a few people on Twitter saying like, oh, this is the first game in the Premier League where like, we were actually expected to win. Mm. Like, like very much so, like we're complete favourites here. Um, we've definitely got the confidence that they're a better team 
Um, I think maybe he struggled a bit with that, but managed to get the win, so I guess it's that's what matters. Funny that you mentioned about sort of playing down to teams that are lower than us on the table where we expect to get the win. Did you see, uh, it was James Alcott's video on Brentford? Yeah. Yeah, did really, you see that? Really good video. And you said, you said, you know, we've got that much of the ball in that game. It was about, in that video, it was yeah. about him sort of talking about when we play against the bigger teams, we have none of the ball, but we're so effective in possession when we've got it. Um, so maybe 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 when we have the ball we're not we're not that great. Yeah, no, because because there was period, at the start of the game most of the first half they were pressing us really really high. So fair enough, we struggled to keep possession there. Um, I, I remember them having like five or six players in our half just kind of pressing the back back four as it was. Um, it, it kind of they kind of slowed down as you'd expect through the game. Um, but I, I think I felt like we were just a bit slow on the ball. Kind mm. of like De Silva and Jensen are a bit bit slow on the ball in the first half, but they kind of picked it up a bit more in the second half as the game went our way a bit. Mm. Uh, Bournemouth, Bournemouth weren't amazing though. They weren't. They weren't. They weren't the best team we've seen this season. I don't know if they, I don't know if West Ham were worse than them. I, I was pretty damning on the last part about how bad West Ham were at home when we played them a couple of weeks ago. But Bournemouth, it's looking pretty troubling for them. To yeah, be I honest. think West Ham are out of form, but there's a good team there. Yeah. I've seen what they've done. They've actually added quality. Like uh-huh. you've got and Rice, like hits the post in that game. You've got Bowen running. Oh, he wasn't great, was he? But mm. like, you've got quality. You look at that Bournemouth team. There's not much. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's lackluster, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's um, there's just not much going mm. on there, is there? Philip Billing's a good player, I think. I've always, yeah, I've I, always I rated him a little bit. But I thought, I thought he had a decent like first 25 minutes and kind of faded mm. away. But they, when they kind of all they basically their game plan was basically just to play for either him or Kiefer Moore to win the yeah. header. He kind of was forced to be in the game but it wasn't always too effective but yeah he's a good player he's te- for his size he's like technically yeah, very good yeah. and he has a good, good goal on it doesn't he yeah he can score from out that that chance they had at the end towards the end of the first half I think it was when yeah. it just fell to him quite nicely yeah. on the edge of the box luckily it was, went straight to where it didn't yeah, it, yeah. exactly um, on Bournemouth's chances Dembele had one in the second half do you do you remember when he's kind of like cuts inside yeah, that's, probably that, should have done better to be that fair that and the chances just mentioned are probably the only two mm. of the game. I thought Dembele, it was really, really good when he came on. He looked a lot better, more mm. effective than... Um, who did he replace? Uh, who was on the wing? Uh, it was the... Oh, I know his name as well. Oh, Christie from Celtic. Was it Christie from Celtic? It might have been someone else. E- either or, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. He, was, he, he, changed, he changed it. He was well, way it was, more lively. Uh, Anthony. Yeah, Anthony. Anthony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, when he came on, he was much much livelier. No, um, they look like a complete like championship team. Like, yeah. just, and I mean, they've got new owners now. Like maybe they'll they'll bring in mm. um, bring in a new centre back and replace Chris Meppham, the fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> he loves playing at that <laughs> It was the same ref as well, you know. In the uh, oh, in yeah. the Jared Gillett, he was the he was the ref in the playoff semi final when we played Bournemouth. Yeah, and last, so uh, um, Gary O'Neill was complaining about that at the. Uh, what are uh, what, what, you complaining about it being the same ref? Yeah, can you know he went and whole like oh yeah. scandalous decision, which it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't scandalous. He pulled him over. Um, yeah, he, com- he, he complained about it being the same ref. Um, but I thought the ref was fucking awful. <laughs> did you not? Did you I think, thought yeah, no, I didn't think uh, it was the, the best. The game, crowd was no. propagating on his back. He was give, he was every he booked Raya in the second half for time, time wasting. Yeah. He'd probably taken ten seconds. Mm. Uh, Bournemouth, the whole first half, rolling around the floor, Neto taking about two Lewis hours. Lewis Cook must have went down about 20 times. And um, <laughs> Ben Pearson came on uh, for someone getting injured. Yeah, it was Lewis Cook in like 35th minute. Mm. And within 30 seconds had made two yellow card offence fouls in, in our half. Didn't get booked. Because to make three more of those, I remember, in the second half. Didn't get booked. No, I don't think they got a booking in no. the game. Um, 
Gary O'Neill, we talked about him. Uh, thoughts on the penalty? I, I'm you, you. You're saying it's Stonewall. No, it's not Stonewall. <laughs> <laughs> but in the Premier League in modern football, that's always going to be given. So it's, there's a bit of gamemanship from Tony, isn't he? He's got yeah, the sticks arm. His, sticks his arm in. He's in, got in his, his arm, neck. but he's not. He's not. He's. It's like there's jostling there. Yeah. But if there's no pulling motion from the defender to bring him like to bring him down, whether obviously it doesn't bring him down completely, uh, but it's part of the game, like. The, the, the centre back clearly pulls him down, yeah, and it obviously he falls over. But you get the penalty. I, I don't think it's. It's just, what, it's, it's just what Tony's good at. He's good yeah. at drawing fouls. It's, it's what he does. Silly defender. Yeah, I know. Yeah, um, De Silva's performance, best I've seen from him in a long time. Uh, was running at Bournemouth players in the way that he used to do in the Championship. We've spoken about it on the pod before. So good to see him when he's in that kind of mood. When he, I don't know if it was just because Bournemouth were particularly bad, especially in that second half. It seemed like De Silva had so much room running down the left. Um, obviously set up the goal which was amazing as well but great performance yeah, that, for him. that assist was really really good because that was just the perfect decision to, yeah. to pull it back there and good finish from, from Jensen or they had the whole goal taken for he did but, but it wouldn't be very uncharacteristic for him to no it wouldn't have <laughs> it wouldn't have and, you know, flashbacks to like the Man United game at home last season where he had about three yeah, goals oh. his chances in the first half. That's where it was that when, Fra- wired, yeah. <laughs> when Frank came out in the post-match press room and he was like, we absolutely destroyed them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, a few feathers there. Yeah. <laughs> um, we've got to speak about Jensen coming towards the end of his contract. Is, is he under contract this summer? I'm I pretty believe sure. so. Yeah. Which we'll is crazy. Give him anything he wants. After like From this performance this season, we've raved about him in every in every podcast we've done he's been so good took his goal really nicely um if we lost him i wouldn't be i wouldn't be thinking that we wouldn't be able to praise him because of how good we are in the transfer market anyway but he is he is in in my opinion he's been the most pivotal man in the team this season i would say especially in midfield he um he still has the odd lose the ball for no reason do something stupid but it's less yeah it's definitely less and uh, the upside he brings on the other side is definitely more. Uh, he j- he's just very um, intelligent. He complete- He's played in that team a long time. He completely understands what Frank's asking of him. Mm-hmm. And he kind of just, his timing, he has, he has that good just turn of pace when he's on the ball just to like quickly get yeah. away from midfield to turn out and play that ball. And he, he's just been, yeah, I've seen uh, the last few doubters get converted on Twitter this weekend. Mm. It's kind of, I've been the, I've been the number one Jensen hater now. I, I, I have to admit that he's actually been very, very good. I saw that a few times. This, yeah, he's this filled weekend. he's filled the role of Ericsson quite well. Um, I think he's created the most chances in in the team. Um, I'm not saying that he's as good as Ericsson was because no. Ericsson was unbelievable, but he's kind of a poor man's Ericsson, I guess. But yeah, he, do, he, I think he has a little bit more, like you say, when when he has that turn of pace, when he kind of it looks like that he's about to get tackled, but he just kind yeah. of sweeps it away from from people pressing him. But yeah, no, he has been he has been really good. Maybe um, Ericsson played with him for six months. Maybe that was the difference. Maybe you yeah. learn a lot from him. You, you could if you're playing with a player of that quality mm-hmm. every day in training. You learn a thing or two. Exactly. Um, Ivan Tony against their keeper gave me more pay flashbacks. Remember when? Uh, <laughs> when... So good. I mean, literally the last time Bournemouth played at, at the GTEC, although it wasn't the GTEC back then. Another Bournemouth keeper got absolutely <laughs> rattled. And I, apparently, the hole that he kicked in the way changed room is still there. <laughs> no, it was quality. Do you remember? Do you remember when Morpé scored? I think it was against Millwall uh, at Griffin Park, and I think I can't remember who scored the goal. It might have been De Silva, to be fair. But he just turns around to the big. Remember that big lump they had at centre half for a few years? I don't know if he's still there. He's about six foot four or something like that. He was massive. Flint. 
Nah, not Aidan Flint. Not Aidan Flint. But he, he, Morpé just doesn't go towards doesn't go towards whoever scored the goal and just turns straight around to the centre back who he, who he'd been having handbags with just a minute before and just screams in his face. Was that the Millwall game, like the comeback one, like the last season? I don't think it was a comeback. I think it was. I think it was a couple a couple oh, of I seasons. I remember ago. that, but I mean, it's Neil Morpé, so that definitely exactly. Happens. They're quite similar in that respect. They're both just complete shit houses. Yeah. No. So <laughs> after as soon as we obviously there was stuff going on between Tony. I think it started with the penalty in Neto. I mean, Neto has been a shit house in the the nil nil away at Bournemouth. I remember watching it. Um, away at Bournemouth. Yeah, I mean, that was a while ago. I wasn't there, but I watched it. Although, Met, please, please don't kick down my door. Um, <laughs> and so, I, yeah, I remember watching it. Him just making a couple of saves and having a bit of back and forth. I think the Tony did play that game, didn't he? He did. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, he well, did. there was a shit game. I remember, I remember. He had a chance. He had a chance in in the second half to win it. I think it was. No, like coming I, down I, so yeah, I remember him being a shit house then, and he was going for it again. I mean, he's fucking washed up career and that Bournemouth. If he can <laughs> do one, but yeah, kind of started with that penalty. I saw. Replay today, he actually got booked before the penalty because he was what the keeper, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so it started then, and then in the second half, there were some handbags with a a goal kick or something. And then, obviously, as soon as we as soon as we scored the goal, I I didn't watch the celebrations, I just watched what Tony did, and he just went straight (laughs) up to to the keeper and he was offering (laughs) the ball back. And the keeper had to hold a bit of restraint, uh, yeah, it was good, Um, good fun. Anything else you wanted to touch on for the Bournemouth game, or are we good to move on? No, nah, it's one you won't remember, would it? It's a shit yeah, exactly, game. exactly. I think the the main result was the main uh, the main aim from the game was the result. Yeah. Uh, the performance doesn't really matter. Like you say, we play we play better against the better teams anyway. Oh yeah, well, actually, one thing as something we were discussing is a bit bit more fun. So obviously we we've got kind of the infamous freed from desire after a win. Yeah. Does a win like that against Bournemouth <laughs> should it have freed from desire? <laughs> I maybe I'm being Bit of a Grinch, I would say no. Because, I mean, if we're going to be a mid-table club, we're winning kind of what? <laughs> half, most of your home games, hopefully. We can't just keep doing it. We're kind of going to lose its value. <laughs> in like five season times, in five season time, we're still in the Prem. We're still doing uh, it after every home play game. Just like, oh, celebration time. <laughs> what do you think? Do you think it should be on for every game? Uh, I don't know. With Bournemouth, I'm not, I'm not really sure. I left, I left at full time because I didn't think we'd do it anyway. Um, yeah, well, we took the opportunity because it takes forever to get out of the back of the West End. So, yeah. like after the first round of it, while everyone is still going, we, I stayed we for t- Hey Jude, but uh, yeah, not not free from. It's the quickest ever go out because I left like halfway through. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I just think it's a bit. It's gonna get gonna rinse. It. <laughs> it, it's got a nice thing going. Well, Fulham did it the other day, and there's been loads of back and forth between. <laughs> yeah, Fulham. let's not touch on that. That's just embarrassing. <laughs> Uh, let's go on to Leeds then. Obviously, today's going to be a slightly shorter episode because there's only two of us, but um, I think Will and TS will be back next week. Going to try and get some guests involved as well. But we'll move on to Leeds. I think it might be my favourite away day in the league. Um, I do like Elland Road. Especially, not. I don't like Elland Road, the stadium. I just, I just like this little, this new rivalry that's brewed over the last kind of three or four years, going from the Championship up to the Prem. Um, yeah, exactly. there's a reason it's on Super Sunday. When, when do we ever get picked? Like, we sometimes play it at Super Is it, is it on TV? It's on it's Super Sunday. It's an oh. early game of Super Sunday. Yeah, I didn't know this the that. other day. Yeah, um, yeah normally, because we were trying to figure it out in the pub on, on Saturday, because it's like, well, why on earth are we going to Leeds on a Sunday? Because mm. they're not, in, well, there's no Europe. They're not playing midweek. But it's, I might be wrong, but I'm fairly sure 
they've literally actually just picked us to be a Super Sunday yeah. game. I thought I thought we'd just be the other because normally on a Sunday there's like one two p.m. kickoff that's on the yeah, on TV and the other only one played not. that game on the two p.m. because of a team's fixtures. Yeah. But if you look at it, I don't think there's a reason why because they're not playing twice this week. We're not playing twice. I don't whoever they have played not played twice. So. Mm. Well, they played Villa. Uh, I was going to ask you about the Villa game. Did you watch? Did you watch when they played Villa on? I the, caught the last fifteen minutes. Yeah, no. I, even though they lost, I thought they were actually pretty decent. Um, Bamford, I think, is going to be back. He scored against Villa, but they they had like loads of chances throughout the game. Yeah. Um, and that not is it not so, Gonotto? Yeah. Yeah. yeah he, he, he's really a good. Serious, serious player. He's really good. Um, <clears throat> yeah, he's going to cause us some problems. He plays on the left, doesn't he? So it'll be mm. probably him against. Rock. I mean, Hickey Could might be, be, Hickey might be back. He played. For, uh He started for the B team. I don't know how many minutes he played. So. Oh, he started for the B team. Yeah, last week. Yeah. That. Uh, well, if it's Aya, I I was the one player that I didn't think looked that. Oh, great he looked so Bournemouth. rusty. He looked like a bit a shaky back right back. It looked, it looked like um, Frank had gone. We need to. We haven't played a forward back for ages because mm. we've played, been playing bigger teams, which is fair enough. So I think he was quite determined to get back to that and kind of rushed Aya back who hadn't played in a yeah. while it was it since October I think I saw mm. doesn't feel like that long but yeah he looked very rusty I mean he wasn't awful he wasn't bad no 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 he, he just looked the worst of a team that played really yeah, well I prefer the... when I think his best position is a three playing yeah. the right side of the three back as a centre back and then he can still overlap when appropriate well I think that's how we set up if we're at our strongest in the back three surely if it's, yeah, I guess not, it's not Pinnock me and Aya at the back yeah, we've got so many centre-halves. That's one of the things I didn't like about the Bournemouth game, um, is we started Pinnock and me, so both left-footed centre-backs, yeah. and think oh, Pinnock was playing on the right side, so on his weak foot, and he had some very awkward passes mm. with his body kind of contorted, because I mean, it was, they were the best two centre-backs. So, on that so, pitch as well, fucking yeah. hell. Oh, bad, wasn't it? <laughs> Awful, so, so bad. That's our first time, We, I mean, you can always... Laugh and joke about the rugby and fuck off, and <laughs> uh, which they could feel free to do. Yeah, I did it on the on the Elim Road account, which is quite shameless. Um, it, the, the, it, it's, it's it's a part of a sponsorship deal, and the club have obviously agreed it to fund the new stadium yeah, as well. Yeah, but okay, yeah, I don't know what the numbers look like. I don't know how important it is, but like obviously the lines look tin pot, everything like that. But that's actually the first time where I was like, oh, that's really bad, like, and that's definitely because yeah. of the rugby. Like, <clears throat> you, if it was just football, that wouldn't happen. We're not going to have to tear up the ground like we did again <laughs> in, in the championship. Yeah, when the ground yeah. when it wasn't safe. It was like the, the whole like, like facade. <laughs> like, is it going to make it back? Because they like relayed it badly yeah. before the start of the season. Yeah, yeah I there was. I remember. I think we were playing Reading at home, and one of the Reading, uh, someone covering the Reading game, like went onto the pitch and like pulled up a bit of the pitch because it had been put into squares. Yeah, like pulled up a little bit of pitch and just like tweeted something like, "This is this is this safe or something like that." Uh, hopefully it doesn't doesn't get to that point with the with this pitch. I think even the London Irish were complaining about the state of the pitch on their game on the weekend. Well, I, so the week before, was it Moyes that was complaining? About yeah, it? Moyes was. Yeah, even though oh no, it was the FA Cup game, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah, so, yeah. Moyes okay, so it wasn't that long ago. So that was the first I'd heard of an opposition team complaining. And then you, when you come, I obviously didn't go to that game. So actually, my opinion might not be valid here. You probably someone that went to the West Ham game can probably tell me that it looked. Very similar. It's probably mm. a little bit worse this one. Well, I was hoping that we would get a bit of a break considering we're playing Leeds and then we've got uh, a break until yeah. the next game after that. I think that. the issue is that like the rugby have 
like a condensed Christmas calendar like yeah. we do. So they we like there was a I saw something on on Twitter where there was a point where like within eight days there were four games mm. on it or something like that. That doesn't look good. Well, there's um, is there an international break at the end of January? No, not an international break. I think maybe another cup break at the end of January for football. For football, I think. Yeah, maybe. yeah. There's a week off. But yeah. Is that FA Cup weekend? Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe we're not in anyway. We got Southampton on the fourth of Feb. What did they get? Through? Was that today? No, no, no. That's Southampton at home. I don't think the away game's been. Yeah, did they get through in the FA Cup? Uh... They must have because they would have rearranged it by now. I can't remember because because you know we still got the away game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, more people were saying that could have been on that FA Cup weekend hmm. if we both got knocked out. But they, I feel like they would have rearranged it by now. I can't remember who they played. It doesn't, it doesn't matter anyway. We're, no. we're, that's, we're, we're talking about logistics, but <laughs> down the rabbit hole. Yeah. It's to have like Will butting in or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, excited for the Leeds game then, and optimistic as well. Are you? Yeah. Are you going? Yeah. Yeah. Same. There's not many of us going. Um, no. Oh, just because it's a Sunday. I guess so. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, we just, Tom driving up. Um, no, I'm. I am looking forward to it. I never seen. A, have we won at Ellen Road? Yeah. We won once. Pritchard. Scored a goal. Yeah, yeah. First, like it was a first yeah, season. First season in the championship. Yeah, but I didn't think. I don't think I went to that one, so no. I've never seen. I, I've been. This is my third time. I've never. Did seen you go it, last so. year when we drew no, two two? No. Yeah, no. That was um, a that was a collapse. That was life. pretty brutal. Um, but yeah, I always look forward to Leeds. One of the best atmospheres in the league, I think. Yeah. But their but their fans are just different breed, man. They're they're. they're oh yeah, they're uh, a different breed. Yeah, look, we, we've touched on Leeds on this podcast <laughs> before. Um, but I do when people do say oh, what's the loudest stadium you've been to I think Everton away last year was pretty good yeah but I well. often especially when it's like oh in the championship it, it definitely ended road and I was like I think it was well, like a Tuesday night or something we played them in August at the start of the season and it was just yeah it was I remember just, it was like half empty but it was still just so loud yeah uh, we'll move on to some questions that we've got so Craig BFC on Twitter shout out to Craig said what well, he wanted us to talk about our ability to retain points when scoring first in game. We're on a 27-game run of scoring first and not losing. Um, just immediate thoughts on that, on that uh, run. It's just, I mean, it's, it's nuts, isn't it? It's a crazy statistic. <laughs> it's um, nuts. Always gets mentioned on Sky whenever we play and we score first. Wait, Brentford, just, haven't, <laughs> Brentford haven't lost a game after uh, scoring first. They always 27 say 27 game, so that stretches into last season? Yeah, I think so. Okay, that's interesting. I think... Part of that, not to take away from it, because that's just like a ridiculous statistic and like credit to the players and, and Frank and all the coaching staff for that, because clearly done a lot of work. I think um, uh, Jay Harris did a big piece yeah, on the kind yeah, of I tactics remember, yeah, yeah. that we input. I, I didn't get a chance to read it, but it looked quite detailed on mm. like what we kind of do once we take the lead, especially against the big teams. And um, Yeah, it's, it's interesting. But I think maybe some of it is... Also, to the credit of the train, like the coaching staff, is I remember a lot of times last season um, we'd go down one nil down to a set piece, which couldn't def- yeah, not yeah. until after the World <clears throat> Cup just gone mm-hmm. we've figured out how to defend a set pieces. I don't have we conceded the goal from a set piece? I don't not, think so. Not one I can remember. Whereas it was a serious problem, and Frank was talking about it before the World Cup. I think they finally had enough time to sort it out. Yeah, but like, I think. Um, that's maybe part of it. Now we're actually getting into lead more, so that that stats even better. Um, it's pretty insane. What, I mean, what do you think? It's unbelievable. Like to, uh, for a team with as little resources Brentford has, um, and especially like <laughs> I was, I've got it. But let's say we were talking about how we needed to put seemed <clears throat> teams to the sword, and I think it was, we were just getting frustrated about the result against Forest and Wolves, where yeah. Forest we were the much better team for the second half, and we should have seen out that game. But Frank made decision to 
bring on five at the back and you could just see where the game was going. Mm. Uh, Wolves as well. Wolves are like they're there for the taker. But no, it's, su- it's super impressive. It's testament to the way we defend, I think. Um, <clears throat> and the way, or I think a lot of it is down to Ivan Tony, the way he commands the front line and he just runs. The, it, like if you were a centre-half playing in the Premier League, I don't think there's a striker in the Premier League that would give you the physical challenge that, that Tony gives someone else, that Tony gives the defender. Because he's winning every single ball that comes down to him. And if, have you noticed as well, recently, he started to, instead of actually winning the header for Mbwemo to go and chase the flick on, he always just kind of leans into the defender, kind of like what Harry Kane used to do, almost, when he leans into the defender and takes it down. I think yeah. that's definitely a directive from Frank because... He's just he, strong, isn't he? Yeah, he used to he used to he used to go up for every header, win every header. And like then, he was the biggest. If a header is not always going to go through, whereas exactly. Control And he started he started to bring it down. His first touch is so good that it, yeah. if he does bring it down, it allows him to play the pass that him and a couple of other strikers in the league could play. That's how we won the game at the Etihad. Yeah, he, I think I don't think a Kanji beat him to a header. He literally yeah. just bullied this guy. Yeah, like like every single long ball, he just he just won it and and like had control of the header mm-hmm. as well. It's crazy. Uh, you spoke of Jay Harris. Uh, did you see his article about players out of contract at the end of this season? Canos being one of them. Yeah, Canos. I, I heard he might... Uh, well, he wasn't on the, on the bench on the weekend. No, he wasn't. So I was kind of joking that he's probably in Spain. And I heard today he might be in Valencia. Oh, really? Yeah, this is just pure <laughs> trifle. Say, but it wouldn't surprise you if he was ever going to go somewhere. Well, I thought he might get his uh, 250th appearance, wasn't that? <coughs> I think I think yet? he was on 249. That'd so be, everyone was that saying that would be a shame. That would be a shame. Yeah, club club legend. Then there's been a lot of talk on Twitter about Canos being a club legend. Uh, what do you think? Oh, I don't. I don't. The, uh, everything about Canos, you know, the the phrase passion merchant gets banded around a lot because I think he probably is one, and I, I'm all for that. Like if he, you can tell that whenever he plays for Brentford, he cares. But his level of his level of um, his level of care isn't comparative with his level of ability in football. No. <laughs> because you could see like there's a stark difference between Canos in the Championship and Canos in the Premier League. In the Championship, he wasn't one of our best players, but he could still sometimes get the better of a of a fullback. In the Premier League, I don't I don't even remember him last season or well, he hasn't played this season. I don't remember him last season picking up the ball and going past the fullback. No. No. But he barely played I don't think he played like one like he only played right back, which he was mm. pretty poor at. Uh, I mean, he played, he played that, the goal against up, Arsenal, obviously. And he, yeah, and then he played up front against Leeds, which he did score. He in. did score, yeah, I know. So there's like a couple of moments in so last that, season. That just like sums up Serge Canals. Like you just throw him up one game against Leeds, expect nothing, just scores and just does some like shithouse celebration. Like, <laughs> Leeds, like, that's why people... And I do I do love him. I do, it's Serge Canals, like, I do love him. Yeah. Like, and I, remember, like, I have like I have so many good memories of that guy. Like, Yeah. But I think that's why, like, some people throw him around like club legend. But that's a bit far. There's there's club <laughs> legends. There's club legends. There's, there's I think, Kevin O'Connor and there's yeah, Sergio Canos. So yeah. there's a big, big, big difference. I think it plays into the narrative that because he's he getting called by a club legend by some because obviously he made that transfer to Norwich. Then he comes back and it's all this sort of story. I'm coming back to the club. <laughs> it wasn't my choice. If Norwich played every <laughs> week, he wouldn't have come back. <laughs> if it was good enough. <laughs> he did score one of the best goals I've ever seen live as well. Uh, the goal, the goal against Reading. Yeah. That was that was fucking Infamous unbelievable. Goal, yeah. yeah. Um, what do you think, then? Not a club legend. Not not a club legend. He's not. I, he's I, I saw a cult hero. That is cult hero. There we go. Yeah, that's it. He's Clay, had... is Clayton Donaldson a club legend? Is he a cult hero as well? Oh, that's a hard <laughs> question. I mean, uh, namesake, I'll go club legend. Yeah, I would say that as well. Clayton Donaldson in the red gloves. Ivan Tony should 
Did you Brentford Club Shop Club? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when he when they he have was to playing, be Adidas, even if even if they don't wear cuff kits in, they yeah, have to be Adidas. I know. It was it was good. I, Ivan Tony played in the long sleeve shirt. I don't know if he had the gloves on, but I saw a few people on Twitter saying if he got the gloves on, it'd be prime Clayton Donaldson. Yeah, also a bit of a bit of job there. Yeah, we should do an episode on on who who's categorised as club legends. What like those like silly YouTube videos? You like a tier list, ca- yeah, like yeah. a tier list almost. That would oh, be. That'd Will, Will would like that. Yeah, Will, no, that would be a really like good episode. That. Um, There'd be definitely be some some. Oh, it'd, be like a, it'd be like a nostalgic episode where we go back through all the best players when we started going. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I had a question. Favorite away day in the league? We were talking about Leeds. I I think I think Leeds is up there for me, irrespective of results. In the Premier League. Yeah, irrespective of results, uh, I would say the game that I look forward to or the game that I look for in the calendar is when's Leeds away at the moment and Fulham oh. as well. Yeah, I mean Fulham's obvious. One, yeah, Fulham's it? obvious. Maybe like a rogue uh, a rogue one then. I don't know. Um, definitely not Tottenham. <laughs> that was shit last year. Oh my god. Yeah, stewards <laughs> were absolute jobs worse. <laughs> Certain things happened after the game outside the ground. It was just a shambles. Um, I don't know. I, that's a that's a tough question. Uh, there's definitely some more character to like the championship grounds. I think that's why yeah. everyone's a bit nostalgic of that. And kind of like I was mentioning earlier with. Um, of the FA Cup, like we had um, Port Vale, didn't we, last yeah, season? Yeah, that's brilliant, though. Um, I like I like grounds like that. Yeah, Leeds are probably up there, to be fair. I don't know if it's one I'd look out for on the calendar. I guess maybe the big ones like Old Trafford or, or yeah, Anfield, yeah, yeah. but as like a newcomer to the Premier League, that's you always quite... Going to United? Uh, I bought a ticket, but I don't know if you know, but it's probably it's quite likely oh, it's not likely to, to be, be on changed. that. Yeah, it could be midweek, which could result in a lot a lot of people not being able to make it yeah no. but I think you can get I believe you can get a refund if the dates change so that might be, have mm. to be the case to see what's going on um, did you want to talk anything about Mudrick Mikhail Mudrick obviously signed for Chelsea uh, yesterday was it or the yeah. day before yesterday 88, 88 and a half million plus add-ons we had a deal agreed with Shakhtar last season for 20 I think I, was it around that my understanding is uh, I mean it changes all the time, but my understanding is that we they wanted thirty, we bid twenty, and that, that was the gap. It was kind of similar to why we never got KLP in uh, that window as well. Uh, and Brennan Johnson, we just wouldn't kind of pay mm. that ten, which is fair enough. They stick to the valuation, I think. Um, but then there's also stuff about saying they would never have joined Brentford because <laughs> they were like mid table. But then uh, there's so, because well, these like, below us <laughs> because there's so many so much interest from my like, big six fans. Then the, the half the stuff you see is probably fake. But I do obviously there was there was general interest. There was also apparently an agreement with Everton which fell through. Well, um, for for Madrid, yeah, I think oh, I think they just kind of bid on players that we do mm. uh, so badly. Right, <laughs> just like go look at the best run club and just bid at the same players because apparently they were in for Sharda as well. Were they? Sharda and the guy that just signed for Leeds, I'm not sure what his name is, they just signed a striker from the Bundesliga for like 35 million. Oh, was he the guy from Red Bull, one of the Red Bull teams? I don't think, I think so. Was it not the one that Jesse Marsh has managed or something? No, he was like a right back or something. No, not Christensen. It was a different not, It was a different one. No, um, it wasn't from, I don't, I, I don't think so. It okay. was from a Bundesliga okay. club. They just signed him a uh, similar, like quite quick striker. I might be chatting up now, so uh, <laughs> don't really look into lead signings. But yeah, no, I saw that. No, so Everton were interested in both of them, but lost out on both of them. I wonder why. Hmm. Getting scrapped outside the ground, probably hmm. that. But <clears throat> yeah, Madrid to Chelsea for 88.5 million. And he's oh, not, something, he's, something about that stinks to me. I know. It's just, uh, there's apparently like 20 million of it's going to like... The Ukrainian Not that there's, there's yeah. anything wrong with that, but it's just like half of something is not making sense. Mm, yeah. Um, 
The whole the whole transfer saga with Madrid just seems bizarre. Like I can't believe he Arsenal had been the favourites for this long, and then Bowley just throws a hundred million. All, at the him. S- all the signing face says he looks like <laughs> dead inside. <laughs> um, he clearly wants to go to Arsenal. He's like whoring out for them on Instagram. <laughs> like, like I, I, he's a good player. Um, but how can we, we haven't really seen him? Like I've no. seen, I've seen I like saw someone. I saw someone call him like call. He's like, oh, he plays in Ukraine. It's the Farmers League. He's like. Oh, that's such bullshit because he's plays in Champions. He's got like yeah. three or four goals in the, yeah. in the group stage. Like, he's clearly a very good player. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Chelsea's probably the complete wrong move to make for someone like that. Yeah, he's probably, no. probably going to get sold for like twenty mil in like three years. I that, mean, if he flops, it would just like, it would be. I wouldn't. The way something rubbed me up the wrong way that the way he's just whoring out for Arsenal. <laughs> uh, like <laughs> not, not. It wasn't even like a thing about being jealous of Brentford fan. I knew that uh, ship had sailed. But it's the way, yeah, the way he was playing for Shakhtar, but he was posting all these things like, oh, Arteta, best yeah, manager, yeah. like posting at Arsenal top of the league. Like, it's just, I don't know, it's just rubbing it the wrong way. That's not very professional. Mm. It's just weird. Uh, final question before we wrap this up. My cousin Jack asked, how many buckets could you fill with Leeds tears at 4pm on Saturday? <laughs> <laughs> Quite a few. Quite a few. Hopefully, especially after a little Tony girl. Yeah, oh my God, that'd be perfect. Um, I cannot wait for that. It's going to be such a good day, especially if we win. Yeah, um, but if there's not anything else, I think we'll wrap it up. No, nothing for me. Yeah, sound. So the Elam Road podcast will be back next week, hopefully with Will and Tias. Um, we are going to try and get some guests on in the future. I'm working on a few bits and bobs with some people in uh currently working in the journalism industry and maybe there's there's a potential for another guest who i had contacted before but um turned out he was quite busy in the end but we are going to try and get some guests on try and boost the followers try and get the interactions up but yeah uh thank you for listening and we will see you next week cheers Podcast Network.